The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I am Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson... First time guest Charlie Clawson, Ryan Sickler is here. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Will. Thank you for having me. It's great to be Charlie. Uh, I, I enjoy your voice for a start. I think you might have the best kind of low, cool, deep voice of anyone we've had on the podcast so far. I appreciate it. It's good. I, I get accent all the time. I don't know um, how many people in the United States that have Southern accents will listen to this, but out here in California... And I've been here a while now, at least still two times a week. Someone's like, are you from the South? And I'm not. I'm I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, originally grew up in, in rural Maryland. But it it's technically below the Mason-Dixon line. Right. Which is kind of South. Right. Maryland fought in the North and for the North and South in the Civil War. Low, oh, little history for you. Little, little history for you. Yeah, we went both ways. Mar- Maryland, was, Maryland was by Civil War. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, those by civils. <clears throat> so, I mean, there are people that have, Burke Kreisch will say too, Maryland, Baltimore specifically, ha- is a sort of almost a Cockney accent. Right. And I, I've, when I got here, I thought I sounded like everyone else. And then people started repeating the way I say phone and home, and they drag it out with a draw, the O and the A. And I'm right. like, I still don't think I sound Weird any different. The uh, two words were phone and home. You yeah, weren't <laughs> you weren't spending the first couple of years here dressed as a tiny alien. <laughs> All I can say is I got really good at riding on bike handlebars. <laughs> Ryan Sickler and his magic finger. <laughs> I say it because I want to ask you, I, I mean, do you, do you, in your head when you hear me speak, do you hear the difference the way I hear the difference in someone who's British or whatever? I mean, because when it comes to hardcore Southern accent, I, I mean, when people ask me if I'm from, I've had people say Alabama, and I'm like, you have never fucking been to Alabama if you think I sound like I'm from Alabama. is my Does my question make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense right. because... Uh, in America, I have been uh, identified as being from New Zealand, being from South Africa, and being from uh, British. England, most of the sure, time. yeah. Right? Oh, mostly that you mostly get that one? British, okay. Right? And to us, those two accents could not sound <laughs> right, yeah. more different. That is offensive <laughs> to everybody involved in that. Like everybody who has heard that the Australian accent and the British accent sound the same are offended yeah. for different reasons. Sure. But, <laughs> the British but like, we're not all offended. Yeah. There's not one person who's cool with what just Except happened. for the dumb American. Right. 
but in the same way as oh. I, I couldn't identify, you know, American accents necessarily like state to state right. or, you know, yes. sometimes I probably couldn't tell like a Canadian from an American unless they gave me like an aboot or, a, sure. you know, like a, a giveaway word. Right. But yeah, on first listen, you know, I'm not going to get that. So obviously, you know, things that sound really different to me, you know, sound very similar to you. I can tell that yours is, I don't know, yours is more relaxed. It feels that's what it is. It feels a bit slower. I have been I've been told I have the soul of an old black man and woman actually. People have given me woman multiple right. times too often, so Really? It's, it's, what situations do people say something like that to you? Um it is that's a great question. Right. Who is comfortable enough right. to come to you go, Hey, you know what? Right. You sound like an old black man. Right. Is it like yeah, is it, I imagine it's not a complete stranger. No. Like no. it's gotta be someone you know. Yeah, like people in the past I've worked with or um you know, um gotten to know well enough where they know my sense of humor and they'll say that shit to me. Um but I've gotten it a lot, actually. The man a lot, but the old black woman like five times where it's enough to go like Right. What? No, I feel it. I mean, I did not get it beforehand. <laughs> now, now you got it. I'm looking at you, but it's like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and I'm having like one of those. Let's wrap my hair in silk. Like put I'm, cocoa butter. I'm on. having a weird ghost moment where instead. Of- <laughs> Instead of Patrick Swayze, <laughs> it's me. It's you, <laughs> but pretty much the same thing. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I get. It. I've gotten it quite a bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you, uh, ha- ha- like, do you think that the idea of like you know having a soul in that way is even a thing that exists? Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like the idea that you could you know have that spirit inside you to embody the spirit of an older black or any old other person yeah uh gosh that's a tough one do i really think that could happen Mm, you know what i'm beyond thinking that anything can't happen anymore i I was getting ready to say one thing and i'll just say i am beyond thinking that anything can't happen anymore but uh i don't think i have like whoopi goldberg stuck stuck deep down inside me right not not. (laughs) If anything, she's about halfway down. <laughs> just a little half wolfy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... But you know what? Would I be surprised if an old black woman jumped out of me and was like, I've been inside you the whole time? No, I fucking wouldn't be. Really? Not anymore. I mean, there's so much shit I see these days, and I'm like, you know, that fucking happened. How do you explain... Uh, I, I, I don't. I, we should see if this is cool for me to talk about first before I jump to this next question. Okay. Uh, you have a girlfriend, a fiance, right? Yes. Yes. Who has a kid? Yes. We called it. Uh, we, is that okay? Is that we allowed to talk about? Yeah, this? totally. Talk about it. Yeah, oh, right? I'm so completely like, comfortable going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Anyway. Anywhere. So, uh, you've got to raise a kid. You know, like you know, I assume that kid looks to you for like you know answers to questions. Sure. So how do you, when you become a person who who would not be surprised if, like, I'm not saying that you think that an old black woman is going to jump out of <laughs> you, but I get, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like you get to a point in your life where you've just like, yeah, like right, I've seen it yeah. fucking all. Like, if it did, I'd be like, like son of a bitch. Right, I'm not saying it will happen, <laughs> yeah, right. but if it did happen, I'd be like, 
What are the odds yeah, on that? Right. Maybe I should Google that to see if right. it happens more often than I yeah. think. There goes my fucking lottery ticket. That's probably what I would think. There's just every day <coughs> sh- shit happens that you just think, oh, I never thought that I would live to a day that happens. I get freaked out by the robot shit. People on this who listen to this podcast regularly have heard me. Okay, yeah. Explain to me what you mean by robot. I feel like... You know, you have all those moments where you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I do a podcast. I'm just trying to entertain people. And then you cross that line into, no, I do a podcast because I have a lot of nutbag theories <laughs> that I want to get out to people. <laughs> now, everyone put on your aluminium hat because it's $60 a fucking therapy session right. and I don't have enough money for Here that. Here comes the Illuminati, right? And yep. um, I'm, I'm scared that we're skynetting it with the robot shit. And what I mean by that is I feel like we've just put all that information online. We're building robots. Every day I see a new story about like, oh, they've got a robot that can think for itself now. And you're like, no. Yeah. Stop doing so much science and watch a few movies. <laughs> yeah. This does not work out well for any of us. Subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. An Amazon drone will drop a book on your house. No. Yes, yes. Can't we just I was just going to say I watched a piece on CNN the other day where they were showing Amazon just machines packing every one of our orders right and just sending them out and then you have exactly what you just said drones that are dialed in to the point where they can drop a missile down a chimney yeah you know what i mean like and then everything we put online our social numbers our credit cards our names our addresses for free fucking t-shirts and all this bullshit is absolutely being stored somewhere join our loyalty program yeah (laughs) You sure you don't want to join up to our loyalty program? You know what's so funny? Uh, Firstly, I don't want to be loyal to your organization. Yeah, exactly. And now you have my information. And I, right. I, um, I'll say this. I'll tell you. It's great. You said this. I have two things to tell you quickly. So, a funny thing. In, in, I remember in Baltimore one time, they there were people stealing the shit out of cable. Like it was an issue where people were just stealing cable, right? Not paying these companies, losing quite a bit of money. I'm sure. So they went on TV and did a bullshit ad that said, you know, come down to this location. You want a free T-shirt. We'll give you whatever. I don't know what the hell they were offering. Maybe free HBO or some bullshit. Right. And people fucking lined up for it. And then they just were like, bam, illegal cable. Bam. I mean, <laughs> you're fucking dumb. It's dumb. Yet we make fun of those people. But here we are going, ha, ha, ha. But here's my PayPal information. Right. Here's my fucking social number. Here's my bank account number. And just the other day, I came home, and there was a an, an, uh, large uh, envelope sitting at my door. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I opened it up. The return address just, I'm not going to say the person's name, but just had a name on it. My full address, addressed to me. And inside is a handwritten letter from a male fan that somehow found my home address. And I don't know if he paid a service. Right. I don't know what it is. I'm still not 100% convinced it's not Larson fucking around okay, with me right, on the okay, crab feast because sure. he's huge practical joke with it. But I've already like, dude, tell me it was it you. He's like, it was not me. I'm like, you're my first fucking suspect. But right. even if it isn't, this person wrote me a handwritten letter, asked for us to sign uh, an autographed picture, and then the return address for, for this person was a P.O. box. And I was like, you went out of your fucking way to find my right. address, but yours you want to keep secret. And I just thought, it's a very odd thing to have happened. Right. Yeah. No, I, that mm-hmm. is odd. That, I'm hoping that's a practical joke. 
I am too, because now I'm regretting telling that because I told Larson, if I acknowledge that I got this thing in any way, that person will know they found my fucking address. And I just acknowledged it after I said it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Look, the good news is... The good news is if they've gone if they've gone far enough to like like listen to this podcast. Listen, the guy's name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In case I go missing. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's what you've just said. Yeah, it's on the record. That's right. right. In case I go missing, exactly. I'm saved the evidence. Right, exactly. You're right. Yeah, that's weird. I had a guy um, when I was doing radio in Australia who, and and the cops said he was probably most likely schizophrenic and. And, you know, I feel very sorry for anyone who's going through that sort of thing because it's obviously like a terrible thing to to deal with any me- mental illness, but especially something like that. But he wrote, would write me like a six or seven page letter every day. Handwritten. Like handwritten. Yeah. Like handwritten every day. And it was like, there was a lot of stuff about killing me, but like. Just stuff, but often it'd just be reflections on things I talked about on the show. Yeah, so like in between, I fucking hate you. Like I'm fucking you, and I'm gonna kill you. But that semen what, stuff, what that thing like eight eleven. Like that was actually, yeah. I got a couple of, got a couple of extra gags if you bring that back tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna kill you. Here's my semen. Oh my god. But uh, my favorite thing about that was we went to the police, and they were like, ah. Oh, um, well, keep all those on file. If anything happens, we'll have those. And right. I, I it's like, like, hey, if this guy does kill you, we'll know who did it. Yeah, okay, solve the crime, but how about saving the yeah. life, asshole? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, oh, you don't get any how about protecting me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, case, in case Will gets killed, it's probably this guy right here. I'm going to file it in this file right here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Have a good night, Will. <laughs> uh, can I get a fucking Kevlar vest or something, maybe? But... It's ridiculous. That's exactly what it is. Well, we can't go find somebody until we even miss them for like three weeks. That's pretty, pretty, pretty. They're either, yeah, well, that's good. They're either dead or they're definitely gone, man. Hey, Gary, they said we've got three weeks. No, I just, I just pretended to be someone who had someone missing. And they just told me the information three weeks, over man. the phone. 21 days. They will not start looking for 21 days. Working days. 21 yeah, working, working days. days. <laughs> If we coincide this with the Melbourne Cup public holiday, we've got a month. <laughs> easy, easy month. Yeah, true, man. Uh, so, uh, so uh, what was I? Your question to me actually was. What was my question? Uh, it was. What was my question? It was asking me about having this ten-year-old in my life, and oh, what do I tell him? You're le- exactly you're headed somewhere. To, well, because. If your mind is a bit blown by things, I think that the, what a child is looking for is certainty in a lot of ways, right? Sure. Like sometimes we lie to children. Like I look at this as like, you know, it's Christmas time. And like that's, you know, that's a big lie that we all are right. like, taking part in. Yeah. You know, like as a society, it's like this. I it mean, is so weird. about it. It's so fucking weird. That's the one we've all agreed that is okay to right. lie. Everyone's like, you can lie to your kids you about that one. Kids. Yeah. About like, this one, this one, this one, this one. Right. Yeah. This is it. This yeah. is, it's like our version of the purge, but you can just lie to your children. And it's like <laughs> But they're like and like they're either lying once or twice, depending on your perspective on life. But sure. we all can mostly agree they're lying about Santa, which is fine. It's a good lie. Like I I love the idea of the Santa lie. Like I think it's, you know, it's it's a fun story. I loved it as a kid. I still as an adult 
I was watching fucking Miracle on 34th Street on like on my new telly the other yeah. day. I was like, you know what? I, I do. I love Christmas. Like, I enjoy Christmas. Right? I it's a it's a fun fucking a fun holiday. Time. Yeah. Um, so okay. So as a society, you know, we've said you can lie to your children at Christmas, but sure. most of the rest of the time, you're meant to be trying to guide them in their life, right? right? And not fuck them up for you know being an adult and stuff like that. Like, how do you do that? Well, how do you like? How do you? Are you instinctive about answers? Do you think you know really hard about answers? It depends on the question, to be honest with you. If I think hard about the answer, uh, I'll give you an example. He's ten now, and that's fifth grade here. Right. And fifth grade is the grade that I don't know if they did this in your school at that age or not, but that was the grade they separated the boys from the girls, and they taught the boys that this is what's about to happen to you and your body, and the girls, this is what's about to happen to you and your body. So I knew this year was going to be of questions, right? and they have already started. And he said to me the other day, he said, uh, it was about a month ago maybe, he said, do you know what a Playboy is? And I just, my immediate response was are you asking me because you know are you asking me because you don't know oh my god you'd be a great placement (laughs) (laughs) i'm like because what you need to do right now is shut up and don't say another word (laughs) the rest of the night that was good i like that a lot that's a real okay so what was his response his response was no i know what it is so then my question was what is a playboy and he said it's a magazine that has naked girls in it i said yes and i said can i just say this Big shout out to Playboy's brand that in this age of like being able to dial up hardcore pornography. Even, even Penthouse has chicks pissing in martini glasses <laughs> left and right. Like he doesn't need to see that right now, but some nice titties, real titties, real titties. That's right. fantastic. It's quite nice. That if, it's okay. If that is his introduction into yeah. the world, yeah. then I think that's actually kind <laughs> yeah. of sweet. Yeah. Like it's old school. Playboy. It is. It's Just a Playboy. Like your dad. It's a photo. Yeah. Right. Rather yep. than like, Dad, do you know what red tube is? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not. What's fisting, Dad? I'm like, what? But see, that is a world that if you don't lock your computers, if you don't block uh-huh. the channels on your cable, if you don't take those steps, that shit that, that we would have never... You know, back when I was a kid, we had to watch scrambled television just in hopes to see a flash of a titty. Right. And that was exciting for us. I and know. we would sit and watch that. I Hormones feel, haven't I, changed. I, I, there are... You know, like, you, the, uh, go through your life and there's always just a few girls that you... Like, in your memory... Shine brighter, yeah. Than... Ghost of vagina past, right? Yeah, and they can be like some of the loves of your life, or they could be like the, that one night trashy. St- like yeah. it's 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 always a weird mix. Yeah, it's I always, bet you, Linda. Right, it's yeah. always like you're putting you're putting together, you know, the Avengers. Yeah, you need, you need some people with some. Assembling your team. You need your Captain America, but you know, at some stage you need a little Hulk smash as well. Yeah, just once in a while. Like you're good for a little bit. I just need that little, you know, in my life. That is funny. So he asks me, and then I say to him, Well, where did you see a Playboy? And he said, A friend of mine brought it to school. And I was immediately like, Listen, you can't. Like, I'm not telling you not to look at Playboy, uh-huh. but you can't look at Playboy at school. Yeah, good good advice. You know, I said, if kids have that at school, get away from it. That's the shit you look at at the fort or back in the woods or some yeah. shit. You know what, what I mean? That's what railway <laughs> tracks were invented for. Matter of fact, if you just go there, there's probably one sitting there. Yeah, well, yeah just don't touch the pages. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, kick it. Turn the page with your foot. <laughs> the best advice I can give you. You know what? Well, it won't be poetic. You won't be able to quote it in your 21st speech, but this will That's be some right. of the best advice I ever give I you. I can ever give you. And see, I... Like, I guess I have a somewhat different approach to it. My father, my mother had split early on in our life, and my father died when I was 16. So uh-huh. I didn't have a lot of, you know, we definitely had sex talks and, and you know, I asked questions. But there wasn't anything beyond that. Everything else was go fucking figure it out for yourself. And I really do feel like if we, our generation currently now was at the same age, had internet where I could see insane uh-huh. shit. In porn, I would never know how to ever approach a woman or even to handle a woman because I'm thinking that, you know, you're supposed to be doing this shit I just saw online because that must be the way it is. Meanwhile, we're just groomed with, here's a girl with just some boobies out. And, like, that's how it started and naturally progressed into the crazy shit. And then you once you figure out what you like, whatever. Whatever you like, right. you like. And that's, and, and but I, it should go that way, I believe. It shouldn't is, go backwards. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a natural evolution. Natural evolution, yeah. Right, you've got to, you know. Right. Yeah, you just have to take, you have to. You've got ha- to walk yeah. before you can fish. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> that, right, you know what? Good for you for getting that one in in 2013. You got to walk before you fist. Dude, that is fucking hilarious. But it is but it is the truth. Right. It's the truth. Yeah. No, it's like it's funny enough. It's like a topic that comes up quite often on this podcast because oh. when it comes to that issue of like pornography, I'm very conflicted about the whole thing. Like because firstly, I, I like I want to put my morality on the table, which is if you want to just talk about base me, before I talk about what I also would consider into decisions, which is harm on others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's just assume as a human being, your first instinct is to think of yourself. Even if you're thinking of another person, sure. you know, it's in relation to I want to be with that person or help that person or whatever that person because of the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of that idea that all human action starts with thinking of yourself then I like to think that I'm quite morally cool with that sort of shit. Like, I'm like, whatever anyone's into. Yeah. Like, you know, as long as it's consenting. That's right. Right? As long as you're not hurting anyone, especially children, as long as it's consenting, then whatever. Whatever gets you off. Whatever. Who cares? But then... Not my business. There's another bit of me that, like, goes a step further than that and goes, but you know what? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm guessing not every girl... That like you've ever like clicked on a video of was there because it was the happiest moment of her yeah right like, right yeah like, <laughs> like that's not also the video she's showing at Christmas like right, he was yeah. the highlight here's what I did to keep the heat on right, right here yeah. Yeah, yeah. here's a mistake I made for <laughs> an amount of money that in the future I would pay a hundred times for this moment yeah that's happens. right that's right and so I can't help but think of that thing and that world and all those sort of things and then think more broadly about that what we're talking about which is what effect does this have on that next generation a friend of mine i'm as listen to this podcast half no because i don't really like to talk about this because it involves another person and i always think that's a little bit unfair but i've been you know <clears throat> single <clears throat> for all intents and purposes for about 14 months after a you know an on and off lifetime together with with somebody and uh but i'm not necessarily at a point in my life where, you know, I'm out and about in, in the world, really. 
because I'm not, I don't think I'm in any position to be of any use to anybody, like in a decent way. Okay, you know? like, sure. You're being honest with your, about yourself and right. with yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. So, um, but I have a couple of mates who are like in my situation who've like dived back into the, the world and they're just like, it's, it's all fucking changed, man. Like, you know, girls, like, because, because I guess they're going out with young girls. I mean, that might be half of the issue. But, but you know, like, is, it's just, like, porn changed everything. It has changed everything. everything. It really has. I mean, it was a big deal in middle school. Like, when you got the finger a girl, right. we're like, oh, my God. Now, these guys are telling me out here, you know, younger guys I talk to, comedians and stuff, that they grew up out here. And in seventh grade, they were having threesomes and shit. Right. And I'm like, what? What the? They had theme f- parties. Yes. Theme parties. <laughs> the rainbow part. Have you right. heard about the rainbow parties? Yes. So this that was on Time magazine, right. the rainbow parties. And I was like, what in the? F-? And this, I read about that years, at least five, six years ago. And I'm like, what in the Tinder. fuck? Tinder. Let me just talk for a minute about fucking Tinder. Yeah. Right. There is about five years ago when um, like Gaydar, you know, I've got to like, we're in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of gay friends. Yeah. Uh, Gaydar, very big. And um, and then there was Grinder. Grinder is the one my gay friends right. told me about and well, showed so, me some pictures. And I was like, yeah. wow. So my understanding, if I know the evolution of this... <laughs> I think Gaydar was like a website that became sort of like, I'm not saying it was the same people, but like the next evolution of that was sure. Grinder, which right. was like the phone app. Mm-hmm. And it was just essentially people just hooking up with each other. Yeah. For the you hit thing. your app. So if for people who don't know, you could hit, you still can hit the app and it will tell you people in walking distance from right. you who want a casual physical encounter. Who's close. Yeah. And you can hopefully put a condom on and go over and fuck that person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I mean, the world. I would say put the condom on when you get there. <laughs> I would than, walk over with that thing than, on, man, <laughs> and put another one on. <laughs> Rather than the way Ryan suggested <laughs> it. <laughs> it is crazy. Like, that's the like you couldn't even do that in your neighborhood back. Like there was one cute girl and right. all the guys liked her, and the one guy got to be with her, whatever it was, and you were happy to get that. You held hands, you kissed, you you know. If you even like went up her shirt, you're like, oh my god, she let me feel her tits under her shirt or over her shirt, over her shirt or whatever. You didn't care, and now, yeah, you can so just bang I, an app well, and boom. So I remember when about five years ago, someone was like, oh, you know, they're gonna do like a heterosexual version of like Grinder. And I'm like, what, where men and women will hook up online on this app? And, yeah, they're like, yeah. And I said, that isn't going to work. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, it'll just be full of men and, and men pretending to be women. But Oh, I see. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, like, sure, sure. You know, it's... Yeah, like, I hadn't thought of that. Women aren't okay, going to, yeah. like, you know, be into this casual hookup thing. But from what I've read, oh yes, I they see, are. Yeah. apparently <laughs> they are. I mean, chicks are the new dudes. Right? <laughs> chicks are the, chicks new, are the dudes. new dudes, man. But it's true, right? It is true. And I think you know, well, I, like, well, I'm, now that they have the you know all the dating sites and shit, they're go right. you you can go out two, three, four people a week. Right. Before, how hard was it to meet someone where you're like, I'm, I think I like this person. You know, it takes a while to learn, and then you don't realize you do or you don't. Then you got to go back out. Now, yeah, you can go t- like you can go right now while we're on this podcast. You can hit an app, figure out where we are, and go fuck somebody. Right on the way out of here. The world it has, you know. I know oh we sound. God, I know we sound old, but, but you know what? The incrementally, the world has changed while we've been alive so much faster. 
especially with technology, than it ever had well, before. Sometimes you can measure things in because they're a thing that happens for a long time. Time moves on between the time you did it last and the time you're doing it now. Sorry, that was a very vague way of saying. I'll give you a real-life example, and then I'll talk to you about what I'm actually talking about, which is I had to buy a bed because I've just you know, moved here to the States. I had to buy a new bed. It's been like eight years since I last bought a bed. Like, shit fucking moved on. Right, right? yeah, yeah. You know, because like in eight <laughs> years, some bed shit happened. Yeah. Like, everything is like memory foam now. Like, yeah, it, you it, don't have a bed. The, the advancement. Everything yeah, there's been a lot of advancement in bed technology in the right. last eight years. It's They're really a big time for beds. <laughs> you can like, fucking shit. get a half of one that does this, the other half does that. Seriously, they like, they got remotes, they got up and down. They sit up, yeah. Your side, her side. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened to beds? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're it's not true, like your iPhone, you get because you're updating it every fucking six right. months or whatever. You're like, okay, no, I get what that is, but just some shit went on in beds when I was away. It's the truth. I, you know what's funny is. You're right. Like the things you use daily, like the iPhone, the DVR, the whatever, those things incre- just, you know, incrementally you stay with. So you're like, oh, I got this. I get this. And the change doesn't surprise you. But if you went back to the 80s and you had what, your car talked right now, you right. would be the shit. It's and now it's not right. Right. It's not Rider. They it's had a whole kit. show about it. 100%. <laughs> Black Trans Am. Kit. Literally, that, they were like, they were so impressed yes. with the car that talked to you. It was a show they, about they the car. Show. The car was the star. That was the show. And now... And now we all have that. We get pissed that the thing talks too much and doesn't understand what we're saying and shit. But, so, you we're, we're not impressed with those things. But then when you go to something like a bed where you're like, well, I haven't bought a bed in a decade, you're like, holy fuck, man. Bed ga- Everybody stepped the bed game up, man. What yeah. <laughs> Why am I not turning my bed over every year? Shit is happening. Right? <laughs> And it really I, think, is. I think it's like that when you've been in a long relationship. Like I was, you know, in a relationship. We, we had ons and offs, and I don't, I don't like to get bogged down in it. But it, we, but over a decade, you know, really of spending our life, you know, together, and then to come out into a world where, firstly, you don't even feel like you can, like you, you're really, you know, ready to go out and about. But secondly. Fuck, man, it's like you've been in a coma. Yeah, or prison. Like you've been in this really strict, you know, very similar, um, I want to say regime, but, you know, um, structure. Right. And then you're released back into this other thing. You're like, whoa. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. Or it's like it's like a like beds like, trip you out. I was I'm like, no, I'm a bit more like I'm like a lion who was raised in captivity, <laughs> like, and, and it's like I've been released, <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh, he's gonna fucking click, and I'm like, I'm scared of the show. Like I'm just I'm just gonna stay right here by what this happens? tree. <laughs> when, when's somebody bringing me meat? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta go get that shit. Like what? I'm, I gotta. I do a that. show for an hour. <laughs> And then I get a meal. Yeah, I take that's a shit and I doing. sleep and I'm get a meal. Yeah, that's what it. do you mean? <laughs> I've been living the exact same lifestyle I used to as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I do a gig, I get a meal, I sleep. Someone brings me some food. That right? is it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, And people are, yeah, it's like I, I've had 
girls like send me naked photos on the internet and all sorts of like stuff. I get texts. I've got well when I was single. I do not anymore. But when I would get, I would even be like, "You sent that." You know, and was that tonight or a month ago? And how many people have received this text? I mean, this one's oh, here. You know what I mean? Like, is that a photo you scribble? took? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's December, and you're oh, in a yeah. Halloween costume right this, here. This like, this is a new New Year's Eve message. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, it is so. So I. You know, it's funny because he's so I'm going back to her son. Yes. Um, we were watching TV together and it was some I don't know if it was some someone NFL. You know, I've got him into football and it was um, just I'll never forget. It was a shot of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders yep. and they were panning left to right and they were in tight on their tits right. on the cleavage bouncing and stuff. Yep. And he's watching it. And I look over at him watching it. I'm just looking at him, and I'm watching his body process this. And, I mean, he saw me look at him, and he just started laughing. And he didn't know – he didn't know how to, like, react. It, it, like, it was it was over sensory overload for him. And he got – he stood up on the couch. He started punching me and stuff because I'm just laughing right. now. Like, I I know what's happening over here. And he was so embarrassed, but he's just punching me. He didn't. He had no idea what to do. He's like, oh, shut up, shut up. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Dude. He was so oh, – but he – Love every fucking second. Is how second boxing of it. was invented. <laughs> that is the story of the UFC. Like that is though, isn't it? it probably like that is, is yeah. why men like love to punch each other in a cage. Yeah. There's some sort of weird. Like we've just got to get this out. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, but I, it's with your comedian's mind, with your mind of like you know, you've got to, I guess, be. Like you, I imagine you have to be careful about going. You can't be too amused by things as well, right? So you have to be like, you know, sometimes you have to be kind of a bit strict, right? Yeah, I, you can't uh... <laughs> spoil someone with kindness. Well, just the other day, okay, so I'm very. I want him to be comfortable with his body, and I want him to right. know right from wrong. And I told him, you know, they're called privates for a reason. They're your privates, and it's 100 percent okay to touch them. In private. Private. Don't fucking sit out here and flick it in the living room while and then go in the damn ice chest. Like what are you doing? You know? It is like, why are you not God? Because that is a heaps, <laughs> that is a heaps I wonder better, the same damn thing. rule. It makes much more sense That's it. than like don't touch it or you'll go to hell. Right. It's normal, it's healthy, right. It's disrespectful to do it around other people. Right. Go in a private area and go beat the shit out of it's it. Like I don't care. Or whatever. Yes. Like I mean wash your hands and come back right. out here and hang out. I don't care. I get it. You're because what he's about to go through. As you know, it, it's it's absurd. Right. So the other day he was at school, <laughs> and I don't know who taught him the term, but he's uh, playing the cello right now in whatever fifth grade in music okay, class, sure. and he's uh, the teacher overheard him say <laughs> to another student, "Why don't you teabag my cello?" And they said this to the principal, and he got in trouble, and then they called up, but. He's such a good kid. Like, he called his mom right. from the principal, and he's like, I should be punished. I did something I shouldn't have done. I know better. But then when she was like, well, what did you say? She called me. Like, she was stern with him right. and then called me laughing. So and we were dying. Right. Like, where the fuck did he learn a teabag already? He's like, I don't know. They said it's cool. I feel like teabagging, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's joyful. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that as, like, a young person. Like, because people have heard me talk about this on the podcast before. But for about a year... I was under the misapprehension that a head job 
as we would call it, like mm-hmm. in Australia, a blowjob, uh, was called a hedgehog. <laughs> and I did not know really yeah. what it was. They're very different here. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not know. Like, I just thought that's we'll what it was. We'll give you a sonic. But it sounded kind of fun. I was like, <laughs> and I think that like teabagging sounds, it's like, it sounds funny. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Even as like a, and the then, visual of just dipping balls in somebody's mouth is just ridiculous. About it is it's funny. so funny. But, it's funny because even the idea of doing it is funny. Right. It totally, like, it, nothing it, about right, that to that stand is like, over somebody right? dip like, your balls. <laughs> you can't tell me there's anything about that that undrug assisted is sexual. <laughs> Right? Nothing. 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 Like, even like just, like, how do you, ah, it's just. So, you know, I, I, she tells me about it. Of course, I start laughing and then I have to talk to him about it. And I just, you know, I, I was straight with him and just like, you can't say that stuff in school. It's inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you in, I don't know, maybe when he gets to high school, I will absolutely go back to that and talk to him about it when he comprehends that you know there's some shit you're totally fine to say and joke about just again not at that place you got to be a little bit smarter about where you throw out teabagging these days and right. uh but i do want to know i think it was fucking funny right i definitely want to know i think it was yeah funny. you know i definitely want to know that in fifth grade right that was even funny. though you got oh, punished no. for a right. week we right. still thought that shit was fucking funny sometimes you know just because you get into trouble for something it doesn't take any of the fun away from no you, and so. you know you don't want to raise someone that's so strict and rigid that they become you know boring and controlling and all that fuck that well, I mean also, life's so hard you know you want to laugh a little bit it's, you gotta have some every mistake isn't a bad mistake a lot of them you learn from but a lot of them are fucking funny you look back and you're like what the fuck was I thinking the ability to be able to laugh something off like, I just read a Steve Carell interview. It was like uh, flogging Anchorman 2. And he was just like, you know, he actually said, he said, like, you know, sometimes it's just hard and it doesn't work. And he said, he said, just laugh it off. There's another day. And I was kind of like, yeah. That's it. Like, I mean, even Steve Carell has days where he just is not funny or it just doesn't work. Or the thing that they thought was going to be hilarious is, you know. Right. I mean, the capacity as a human being, I think that we don't concentrate enough on process which is that idea of you know because even people going to university or like to college or whatever with this idea of they're gonna get this degree and these days they're really focused on the idea of this will get me this job that's right right. but you're not gonna have that job forever no chances are like if you look if you look statistically at the world people change careers. that's right it's not our parents world anymore you're not at a company for 20 years you're 40 years you get retirement and all that shit and if you are you get fucked up yeah because what happens is you learn no other skills in your life and people like enron come in and steal your fucking retirement your pension shit your ass out anyway and you have no new skill right but that unfortunately is true we have to teach people to learn how to adapt that's right and i think like as human beings as well when it comes to things like love and you know you also sometimes have to adapt to what is going on or to your situation like but i don't think we focus on that enough and if you raise your kid not to be able to adapt or to like you know as you know the batman thing why do we fall to learn how to pick ourselves up again but it's important to let them fall as well isn't it? absolutely you have to let them fail knowing it going into it you have to let them fail you have to and then you have to build their self-confidence enough that that failure doesn't become the downfall of the person it's just another moment it's one that you hopefully can laugh about you know we you and i especially anyone in our age you know we are we're in a weird position because we grew up in a world that was pre-internet 
and then we were right smack dab in it where we had to learn it. Whereas now, like this kid, he doesn't know the world without internet. Right. 19, what, 96-ish, somewhere in there. Beyond that, the world exists with internet. So, you know, like freeways for older people that were like, you know, before it was just one damn road to get there. Now you got all, well, we've got this whole... you know, freeway system of technology and knowledge now. Like thing, I say all the time the in the car that happened that is going to change the world forever for good or for ill. The thing, the moment the world fucking changed into this generation was the internet. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like There's no doubt a completely different world. That's right. From that point on, you know, you will measure like, like the industrial revolution or whatever, but you'll measure the world from before the internet and the effect that the internet has on the world. Of 100%. all the things we've been talking about, that's what it's going to be. That is the, yeah, that's and the we single biggest accomplishment of this time. Before it. Yes. Like, you know, both of us kind of like really, I guess, yeah. 20 years before it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you had a good yeah, I'm 40, growing yeah. up without, you know, what we refer, you know think is the internet these days. But then we kind of, we're not so old that we're like, what the fuck's the internet? It right. terrifies me. Right. Half my life has been without internet, right. half with. And we are, at least we're young enough where we're, we're willing to learn. it. Like, you know, when I first started doing comedy, I just wanted to tell jokes. Now you're, you're, I'm, I've learned WordPress for websites. I've learned podcasting and, you know, and great things from the internet. Clearly great things from the internet. There's so many great things as well. But there's also that older generation that's just like, they still struggle with a VCR. Right. You know, and they're like, I'm, so I don't ever want to get to the point where there is, I'm already at a point where some of the shit I'm like, all right, I know, I get it. But like Vine, for right. instance, I get it. I appreciate it. I'm just, it's not for fucking me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, I get it. Six second videos yeah. or whatever the fuck. Like, no thanks. Nothing. Oh, so and so's got five million vo- right. followers on it. Good, f- good right. for that person. That's awesome. I'm just not going to do but that. But I agree with what you're saying in that regard because I'm a bit like you. I'm like, y- you can't do everything and you've got to choose the shit that interests you. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather do like two or three of these a week. That, you know, take like, you know, an hour and a half or two hours to do than do like, you know, that amount of vines. You know, I could yeah. do like, can you imagine? <laughs> but like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you like, what like, am I doing? Right. What am I doing? I'd much rather learn about you or your guests too uh, through uh, a medium like this than vine as well too. You know, I'd well, rather that, you know. And again, I'm with you. I'm not right. shitting on it or putting it down, you know. They're... But I think that that's what people don't realize in general in life is that idea of that you can just be cool with your world. Right. Like, you know, don't be angry if someone else doesn't like your favorite show or don't be angry yeah. if like, you know, like if I don't want to go to that thing. Or if, like, they put out some movies that you don't like. Right. Just don't see them. Yeah, that's it. If they're not making enough movies that you do like, then sure. Yeah, do something. Create one. Or create one. <laughs> yeah, or, like, yeah. go out there and, like, support a festival that is... That, right, doing whatever. what you like, yes. Right? But, you know, there's so much shit now. We can just choose the shit that we like. So, you know, I, I just had this conversation, too. Um, we were talking... Because here's one thing. Like, when, when Twitter first started... I was I didn't know how it worked. I did I treated Twitter like it was a new video game. I'm just going to put it in and play it. I'm right. not going to read the direction. So, I thought that you if someone contacted you it was sort of like an email and then you retweet it so that people could see it. I didn't realize how 
I saw I was doing that at first, and people were like, dude, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I realized that what I was doing was giving you the information twice. (laughs) But I didn't know that at first because I wasn't born in the day where Internet just existed, and we learned that in fifth grade. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. So that's um, good though. That's pretty good. But the same thing with I was like, how could you fuck up Twitter? Oh, I fu- that's how, that's you, how you fucked it up. up. Yeah, I just right. would retweet, retweet, retweet. And then I, and then one day somebody was like, dude, you retweet too much. I'm like, well, how the fuck would you get it if I didn't show and they're like, You're a fucking moron. But now too, with like you hear these you, you hear people talk about like I've you know, we we both have friends who are in, in the industry that are doing well, getting television shows, and you always hear them say shit like, Well, network pays more than cable and they do, but this day and age, that shit is it's bullshit because put take take a ten year old, a fifteen year old, and put them in front of a TV and tell me to tell ask them what their favorite network is. They don't have one. They have favorite shows. Yeah. They're not loyal to networks. They're loyal to their shows. So you have a you have a, a, a channel like AMC who just used to show American movie classics. Arguably three of the best series ever on TV with uh, Walking Dead, uh, Breaking Bad, and Mad Men. I mean, when you have that kind of competition, you have NBC right now sitting below Univision. Right. You know, it's arguably you, you could argue that that taxi and and cheers and the Seinfelds of yesteryear before crazy networks were out there um, probably wouldn't have the same numbers they do. And so I, I agree. Like, like what you like. Watch what you like. And if it's not for you, fucking turn it. I mean, the most interesting thing about uh, so I'm in my apartment here in L.A. I've got no furniture yet. Um, I'm using a desk, which is a do wait till you see what they've done with desks. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna shit when you see what they've done with desks. <laughs> I'm excited for you, man. Definitely the longest that I think I've ever laughed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I'm going to get furniture yes. at some stage. Yes. Uh, at the moment, I have a... Man, I had this... So, uh, the TV's been installed. So, I got a brand new TV. Again, okay. you know what? Fucking TVs have improved a lot. I feel like when you wheel the shit to check out, it's already behind you. It's already been like five brand new things. Like, what the fuck? I've gone a little bit backwards in some things. I bought like a kettle that is a stovetop kettle. So I've gone actually back. Like I used to have an electric kettle and I feel like I've gone back like but with TV. Whistles and everything. There's a whistle. There's a whistle. Yeah. But the TV, it's like I, I can talk to it. And yeah, it's quite insistent about it. Like it really wants me to talk to it. Yeah. Like often when I'm watching other things, I haven't worked out how to turn off the bit where it says, "Do you want to talk to me?" I'm like, "No." Oh. And it's like, "Okay." And uh, <laughs> I got this TV. 
But uh, I have no furniture, but I had the TV in. So I'm like, well, firstly, so the thing, first thing I was going to say was I got like full cable, like everything. Like I wanted to watch every channel because I want to soak up as much of like, you know, bits of America as possible. But the thing is that since I got it, all I've watched is Netflix and Hulu. Like, you know, because that's how people watch TV now. It is. You just go, I don't want to watch like that thing that's on like one episode of at the time you've decided. Like, I want to just watch something now. Two and a half episodes of a thing that I like. Can't I just do that? Why doesn't some, why hasn't someone, I guess. You know, when cable first came out here, the the at least the idea on paper was that you specifically were going to be able to build your network right. of channels. Right. I just want these five or these three. And I don't understand why they why don't happened? offer individual just how, how about a buck ninety nine a month for this fucking network yeah. or whatever. Five like, nine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but right. If it is a premium network. Right. Because their argument would be that they won't make enough on all the other you know what? If you've got a network that no one wants to buy then replace it with something that that's right. is a network that people Let do want to Let the people buy. start telling you what... Right? That, the thing if is... If people want to pay like... And it might be $6 a year for HBO or right. whatever, like the, or the NBA or whatever the fucking you know, thing it is you want to watch. So let us... like, And that's what I could do. I can watch like HBO and the NBA and like two other channels that I want to watch and like... I'm the same way, HBO and football. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the other thing, too, is if you actually let's say Time Warner did, uh, you know, entertain the idea, the people would speak by telling you what they want to watch. Then you could sit down and look like, hey, 80 percent of Americans watch these 100 channels. Why don't we just sell that package for 20 bucks a month? You know what I mean? Like, I really feel like they would end up making more money. And then you push your advertising harder to that block of programming. And if you want these additional channels, it's five dollars. Yeah, right? fuck yeah. And then replace they those can other do whatever channels. they want, you know. If, but they fuck us. And if your NBA or your NFL or whatever is, if it turns out that ninety percent of people want that, then you know what you probably need. You need like another channel doing like fucking more review shows and more blah blah blahs about that thing because clearly that's what people that's what people want to watch. That's Don't right. make me fucking have all this other shit that I'm never going to watch. I'm not going to watch the fucking I'm Hallmark Channel. No I'm not. How much I'm not going to do it. it. I don't care what Meredith Baxter Bernie's doing this week. I don't care. <laughs> Why are you trying to like... Why are you pushing it my, on like, yeah. You're mashing like vegetables into my fries. <laughs> like no one's... I'm just going to pick them out That's and great. eat the fries, you know? <laughs> so, I, while I'm waiting for my furniture to come, I... Uh, Decided I would go down to Target and I would buy like an inflatable mattress. I've got a friend who's coming to stay for a few days. I've got a bed. Already. And I know we joke, but those have even... I mean, now they have pumps built on them and shit. You can right. get them with so they pillows have, and shit. They have, you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. It's crazy. <laughs> even blow up mattress shit. Yeah, they have. they really have. Yeah. So I've gone down and uh, Swiss Army, you know, the Swiss Army knife. Uh, they they make a brand of like uh, inflatable bed with a in like an internal, so you just plug it in the wall, blows itself up, it deflates itself. Uh, they also make uh, like a sort of sleeping bag slash like duvet you, that you kind of like you put it on as like a, a ground sheet over the, the oh, over the mattress, okay, but then it has like a top that you know you zip yourself into kind of. It's quite okay. Cozy, yeah, I right? got it. Yeah, that's so, a good idea. So they have that. So I thought perfect. Like for one hundred and ten bucks, that's it. Yeah, like that's, it was sixty for the like a mattress and like oh six yeah sixty forty something maybe one hundred and ten bucks right. So I'm like perfect. Whenever I have someone to stay because I don't have a spare room because I I have a spare room in my place but I've turned it into an office. 
and um, that also has nothing in it. <laughs> but, but, it's yeah, but it's potentially my office. office. Yeah. Yeah. It's my it's tax write-off right now. Potentially where that great yeah. desk will go. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the perfect corner for it. So <laughs> had to think about it a little bit because it is actually a bedroom, so it has a whole wall of mirrors, you know, like one of those, like, anyway, that was that's not something where you're trying to put a desk in an office right. and you can't, like, stare at yourself or no. But anyway, these are not issues that people need to hear about. So... I uh, <laughs> had to buy this mattress. I'm at the checkout at Target. This junkie behind me, like I'm going to say, I'm going to say maybe meth, but like if not meth heroin, like definitely that kind of really strung out, thin, sort of like, you know, yo junkie, sure. typical junkie. Yes. And that sort of just that twitchy kind of face. I would say meth, but nice guy. Like he was actually a really sweet <laughs> dude. <laughs> Great cook. <laughs> He'd been doing a demo in the uh, cookware section <laughs> of Target. You can get all the ingredients in store. All here Everything at Target, everybody. Sure for the <laughs> He's behind me and uh, he um, says to me, he goes, oh, no, nah, that's, no, uh, that's no good, that, uh, that inflatable mattress. <laughs> That's uh, that was my junkie voice. He didn't sound like that. He was American. But, uh, <laughs> he said that's no good. That mattress. And I said, I said to him, I said, mate, I'm at the checkout. Like that's a terrible piece of information to be giving me because like I'm literally checking this right, right now. Like so, I can't take it back now based on your word. That would be mm-hmm. really fucking weird. That like if I just met someone at the checkout and I was like, oh no 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 this random junkie behind me says this is a terrible mattress but see in my mind i'm thinking let me look at this guy and be like you look like you've slept on a few of these <laughs> which see, which one do you give only, the thumbs up to <laughs> if only had i had had your to phil-esque <laughs> ability to cut through i would have been like look man, the heart of the matter you look like you've slept on tons right. of these which one should i get yeah you don't want to ask someone with a, <coughs> with a butler what an inflatable mattress is like. <laughs> this is a dude You're right. who may have spent a lot of his life... Yeah, like, look, man, right. I'm living under one of these right now. Right. Yeah. Well, in retrospect, that's what I should have thought because I've got it home. It was fucking no good. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? It literally it wouldn't stay... He, the, the exact thing he said was to right. me. He said to me, he said, I won't stay up all night. Did not stay up and all it night. And it did. He definitely slept on it's like that fucking see into the future mentalist fucking junkie. Yeah. Like everybody's got a value at some moment in your right. life. That was his. He was good enough in your life for an air mattress. Too. He gave me a little fucking Kevin Costner through the corn. If you build it, they will come moment. And I... <laughs> it's not going to stay up there tonight. Man. I did not realize that. And in the middle of the night, you're like, that son of a bitch. And I was going to take it back, but I was so embarrassed that I actually just was like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy a different one. So I did go and buy a different brand, which has been great. That's awesome. Another 50 bucks. They're actually really cheap. I'll they are cheap. That. They work, good. man. They <laughs> suck air out too. Like, that's what blew me. I'm like, I'm like wait, right. it sucks the air yeah, how, does, how does the air go out of the air? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the capacity to curate your own life is something that this next generation will grow up with. And it'll be really interesting to see if there's anything that happens as a world that is genuinely communal. Because in the old days, like there would be things that as a world, and I'm sure obviously not everywhere in the world, but we felt like when the Olympics were on or whatever, that 
the eyes of the world were on the Olympic Games, Mm. that the whole world had come together to have this event and we were all watching it at the same time. But these days, like, what is that going to be? Is there going to be anything left? Because isn't it just going to be a series of communities where you might, as a Call of Duty fan, have more in common, like, sitting in America with a kid in China than you do with your next-door neighbour? That's a great point. Yeah, I mean... It's really fucking funny you picked those two things out, actually, because last night, um, so my, his name's Derek, uh, my fiance's son, so he showed me this card just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and it's, he has a pen, he goes, do you guys want to see a letter from my pen pal in China? And I said, oh, you guys are writing someone in China? He's like, yeah, and I go, is this kid writing in Chinese or English? And he said, English. And I said, are you writing in Chinese or English? And he right. said, English. And I go, here we, here, yeah. here we are. That's why they now rule That's the right. world. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they rule the world. And right. um, uh, we, uh, I grew, Your dad grew up in a generation where America was number one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That when people said that, people didn't sneaker behind our backs. That's right. And uh, she, my fiance was telling me that a lot, of, a lot of people now are learning Mandarin because they really feel like that's going to be the one that you better fucking if you for business and all that shit moving forward you better learn that language but anyway the, so the kid wrote to him and you know just they're fifth grade you know i have this many people in my family blah 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 and he said my favorite game is minecraft and she said yours is too did you write him back and tell him he's like i did i wrote back that you know i have this many people in my family and that i like minecraft too so yeah exactly he has more in common with this kid in china right. who he's is nameless or not nameless faceless to him um and then he does with any of the people in the apartment complex he lives in it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing and that i i do think that's going to change the world maybe it's going to be for a really good reason maybe it's going to be for a bad reason i'm not sure i certainly feel like we're in a period of adjustment as human beings even to the technology like you know even to the courtesies of the technology like the amount of people that I've seen recently walking down the street like zombies, you know, when they're trying to like send a text or they're trying to like look at something on their phone and they're doing that sort of slow walk in front of everybody where you're just like, there was a, a woman in Australia <laughs> this just this week who, it was great footage, went around the internet, which is, this is a story about both the joy of the internet and the downside sure, of the okay. internet. Sure, yeah. okay. The joy of the internet is this bit of footage went around the internet, and I'll try to link uh, this episode to this bit of footage because it's hilarious. But I believe she was in St Kilda in Australia, and she was like on her phone on Facebook, and she just walked off the pier. What? Like, into the water. <laughs> Well, that's Darwin at like, its finest right. right there, yeah. But that's what people are like now. People are, you know, the fact that you can use your phone on a plane now, you know what? No. You know what? Let's just not use them on planes. Just shut the fucking thing off. For reasons of that you're really, really close to another human being. Right. And there is no way you can have a comfortable level conversation on until we nail the technology on mobile phones where you can speak really quietly on a really loud plane to someone like on a cell phone until that's like crystal clear. Let's not have them on planes. Well, no, I, otherwise I, you have to fucking yell. I've had people, I've, I was sleeping one time, woke up next to a drunk dude taking pictures of me. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I heard it clicking and shit. And he's like, what? I'm just taking pictures of me. I'm, I'm like, you know, and I'm I'm a comedian, so I know you're probably putting it on whatever your fucking Instagram or your Twitter or whatever, what? whatever. It's just bizarre to me. 
but also that idea of like what happened to fucking keeping shit secret dudes? <laughs> yeah. like when i was a kid one of the most m- most fun things was that you would go away and you would do something you know that was naughty or something that was like illicit or whatever. And the fun of it, no, that's yours. Thank you. And the fun of it, I've already cracked mine. I Thank just you. I brought the beers over to the table with the opener <laughs> rather you. than <laughs> rather than rush you. Um but the fun was that you were getting away with something. The fun was that you were doing something illicit. Yeah, right. and, and now, that you would land that plane and the 200 people on it would spider out into the world with that story and right. it became a story. A legend. Right. Right? Now it's on fucking video and Vine and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Huffington Post. It's like, right. Jesus Christ, it's I, overload. You know, I saw it. I saw it. I, yeah. saw it. I saw it. I saw the gift that people made out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. Then it becomes a I, remix. Yeah, and shit. I saw the <laughs> You're right. Hitler I forgot Downfall about that. parody. Or something right, right. Yeah, it. it's like, come I saw on. Where, uh, Tiesto remixed it into a dance tune. That was pretty cool. Then they parodied it on Saturday Night Live. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that moment. I'll say this. I The one thing I do like, though, and I could do without the sound, is the camera. I, I've seen, like, I just watched a video the other day online. I got caught looking, and it was... Um, Near 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 death misses people oh, walking okay. across the street and like a car would get t boned and it would spin and I mean it would miss them by inches and they're like yeah, what the right. fuck so there's no sound but I enjoyed seeing and there was another one too that was sent around where video cameras of catching people doing kind things for other people oh yeah yeah that's and nice. and so there was I, I've enjoyed the video camera where because there were so many times where people would tell you like I saw this one time you're like bull shit you didn't see that and. Now I've seen enough videos to know. This is which ties back to the very beginning. I've I've seen enough now where I'm trying to be like I try to get the word never out of my fucking vocabulary, right. basically, because I've seen enough videos in one three minute clip that if you, if I'd have heard any one of those stories, I'd have been like, "You are full of shit." And there it is, right there in the video. No, no dialect, no language, nothing to confuse the meaning of. It's just a video clip without sound of this happening, and it, I, that I do appreciate. I do like seeing that stuff. I'm guilty of that one. Have you ever watched that? Uh, was, uh, this is like the classic example. Of this it was called Christian the Lion. Do you know? This yes, oh, I think I do. Is this the one the two men raise so, the lion? Yeah, the two okay. guys raise the lion. One of them was. One of them or both of them were Australian. Okay. At least one of them was Australian. But it was in the UK and they, they raised this lion and then they went out and they, you know, met the lion like what, however many years right. later in the wild and like it ran up to them. Yeah, and barreled up to them and hugged them and hugged licked them. them and stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's on the internet right. and it's someone's repackaged it in a way that makes it feel like sure, it's religious yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. It's Christian and there's a lion. Lion had a, lion had a cross necklace like, and shit. <laughs> you feel as betrayed as you do at yeah. the end of like uh, Wind in the Willow. No, what was the, the Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe? Yes. Did you ever read those? Mm-hmm. And it turns out at the end that it's all about Jesus. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're like come on, man. Come somebody, on. Just, I feel like somebody was like, there's, there's a deadline. You need to wrap this up. Right. All right, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Ah, I was a lion. I <laughs> It was a lion, damn. Yeah, but, that video. Yeah, but, you're right. But it's one of those things where if if someone told me that story, me being like cynical old me, as much as I like to believe in everything wonderful, I I love to believe that anything is possible. But I tend to err on the side that 
most things are coincidence or not miracles or like, you know, whatever. There's a scientific explanation. We just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the video of that line it's undeniable towards them and you're like at first when I saw it I was like, like these motherfuckers are going to die right? they're going to die it's yeah like he's going to lick their face right? after his head's ripped right. off yeah, yeah that's just what I imagine is going to sure. happen yeah there is a lion it's a lion I'm like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> a full grown <laughs> lion hey, hey, by idiot. the way yeah. you're about to die <laughs> Like, even Zinfried and Roy, who trained a lot. That's right. Even one of them didn't make the shit out of that nope. shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's dangerous shit. You're in the outback. In the like jungle. A, in your tight fucking jeans with your 70s fucking haircut. Or like, hey, I'm cool with a lion. And am I wrong? Weren't there, weren't, wasn't that lion around other lions? Yeah. So not only did that lion not attack them, neither did the other ones. They understood that, okay, this right. must be something okay over like, here. I mean, even... Like the fact that I mean, obviously that they'd been some good reports from like you know, the other lions because you would have thought after that all that time that the one lion gets assimilated to the pack. Like, sure, he might have come back like all like hey, I met these really cool dudes. They like raised me, and all the other lions would be like, "Fuck that, we're fucking jungle lions, motherfucker!" Yeah. Right? That's what I was just getting ready to say too. Like in the lion world, he's like, "I'm telling you, these two guys," and then one day they're there, he's like, "Oh my god." Like holy shit, he won lion. No fun it said. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> lion won lion. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's the Will Smith of lions. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anything could happen because if someone told me that story, I would say the same thing. Like that lion probably ripped both their heads off with one fucking paw swipe. Right. Yeah. But you see it and you believe it. It's really yeah. Okay, it's fascinating. We could talk all day, but we've done about the the amount that we normally do, so we probably should stop. Um, I had a great time, man. Seriously, well, thank it's you. It's been an absolute pleasure. We we still got a bit to go because we have to do plugs and all those oh, sort great. Of things. And by oh. the time we do that, it only takes you know another ten or fifteen. I love minutes. it. Like let's you know let's not we can ease into okay. Well, I like to ease out of it. Ease out of it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, firstly, tell people where they can find you. I'm going to put this up. On uh, American Christmas. So, great. When I say American Christmas, that's not that Americans have a different Christmas to what we have. It's December 25th, but obviously, because of the time difference, this week I've decided to drop two Christmas presents. I'm going to drop a Dave Anthony episode on Australian Christmas. Great. And then your episode on American Christmas. Which is what is Australian Christmas to us? Is it a day? So we, we, we're just earlier. What is it? Today is so, like half. So, a what day. is that, Wednesday for us? I'm trying to figure out what the hell day, day it is. Wednesday. No, and how many hours to, like, earlier? You just have to, yeah. You have, it's, you, all you have to think is. It's just, <laughs> I'm really trying to figure out what Christmas was this week. It's Wednesday, right? This week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Christmas okay. is Wednesday. All right. That's good. Yeah, Christmas right. is Wednesday. And so then, it's also Wednesday in Australia. Right. But it will be Tuesday here. <laughs> is that what you're trying to work out? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm trying to work out. <laughs> so it's Christmas Eve here, technically. Right, yeah, exactly. Got it. All right. So that's what, yeah. So um, I'm going to put out the, the double Christmas episode. So uh, thank you to everybody for listening. People can listen to your podcast, uh, Crab Feast, the Crab, the Crab Feast. The Crab Feast, yeah. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on now with All Things Comedy, where you are as so well, this SoundCloud. this is how we first uh, met each other. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. That's we, not true. We first met at... Um, at the Virgil. At the Virgil. That's right. Uh, which is, a, again, a, a gig that I've talked about a little bit um, on this podcast. So and if I remember that. correctly, I want to say, I believe you might have had sandals on that night. I feel like you had f- some sort of barefoot on stage. And I remember thinking, I have not, not only have I ever seen, I've, I've, I can't even say it. 
Not only have I never seen someone rock a bare foot, it might have been bare feet no, on stage. No, I, I know what it was, but I can. But and crush right. and crush. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't be comfortable in open-toed shoes. Uh, flip flops. Flip flops. Would say you crushed uh, it. Thongs, as we thongs. would say. But uh, so the first sort of ten years that I did stand up, I only performed in flip flops. Really? Yeah, because I used to say that I enjoyed the feel of the the stage under my feet. Like I used to like the the feel of, you know, how... And so I could, like, if I felt like mid-gig, if I wanted to kick off, the, like I could kick them off, I could just, like... If Have you done there. barefoot stand-up? Yeah. I don't really like the... Well, I, what, uh, what I'm about to say is twofold. I don't really, really like the pretension of going out barefoot because it does feel pretentious. But in retrospect, I realized that that whole time I was going out in thongs, that also felt really pretentious. Did it? Like, well, I think come I didn't think it was. See, to me, like, it to never me, came it across felt, as pretentious. Cause I, well, because that's what I used to wear. Right. Like, my thing was, like, I'm wearing at the gig what I wear, like, in real life. Sure, who you so, are. Right, yeah, right. yeah, right. And so that's what I used to feel like. But then it became, like, a thing to the point where people would... Because the first television show I did in Australia... Um, it was like I, I did this show for six years. We did like 217 episodes of this thing, and um, it was called The Glass House. And so uh, we were on. It was like a panel show, and so like I'm sitting in the middle, and there's like two regulars on each side, and there's two guests each week, right? And it was a glass top desk. Okay. So when they shot it from above, it didn't look like there was a desk, but but you could see my feet sometimes with some of the oh. camera angles, and I would always wear like thongs or flip flops, like. I hosted a television show for like 270 episodes. In flip-flops. I love it. On television, right? But then it became a thing. And the minute for me something becomes... Like when I first started it, I was being natural. But sometimes a thing that you do naturally then becomes like your... Thing. Thing. Yeah. And when something becomes the thing that people expect me to do, then I feel like it's... You least want to do it. Like you don't want to be the I didn't do it kid. That's right. You know? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be... like. I always look at those guys who, like, you know, you see guys get big or whatever on a catchphrase or a, like a, right, yeah. whatever. But I really feel like that's always a short-term game. You don't – I just hate to be the guy that someone's yelling to in the street saying, you know, say that thing. Do right. That, do your line. Right. Do, the do line. that line from that show. And they don't right. know the line or the fucking show. Right. Yeah. I do, but see, And it's funny to me that you, you have that because to me I never looked I, – I, when I saw it, I never looked at it as – and I remembered it. I really did remember it because – I never looked at it as like a cultural difference or anything. I just looked at it as like, this is a confident son of a bitch <laughs> to wear some flip-flops on stage and crush. I, the other, th- It also brings to mind um, a, a, fr- a friend of ours who passed a couple years ago. He's a great comedian. His name was Angelo Bowers. He was the sweetest right. kid. And this kid wore shorts on stage. And yeah. I, I remember seeing that, and I would tell him like, I would never have the balls to wear shorts on right. stage, but he had the confidence to do it and crushed, crushed. Like to me, getting the audience to look, put you, I, I mean, think of all the comedians you've ever seen. I can't think of anyone that wore flip flops or shorts and to have that confidence. I was like, man, look at this shit, man. I stood off to the side of the stage <laughs> and watched you because it was the first time I met you, but I'd, I'd heard so much about you and I really, really enjoyed you that night. So. And then at Largo as well, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, um, that idea of, like, confidence because I think that of all the things that I had to overcome is that 
like I am naturally not a very confident person at all. And I think that over the years, what I did was I just learned like how to be confident as opposed to like, I, you know, like embodying a, it. Like, I, sure. Yeah. Like, sure. you know, real sort of fake it till you make it. Sure. Because I'm the person that like, if you meet me at a party or whatever, like I'm the dude will drop in and then I'll just ghost away at some stage, you know, like I'm the person, if I do stay that like, you know, I, my real nightmare is to go to something where I know no one. Like I'm happy to go to something if I know a few people. <laughs> Did you know anyone when you moved to America? Oh no, it's terrifying. <laughs> no, people have heard me talk about this. I was going to say, like it's your biggest com- fear here. My, yeah. My the confronting thing about this journey for me has in no way been my belief in my capacity to do my job. Like I have had a really nice career in Australia. I've been able to perform at festivals with some of the best comedians in the world. I'm not saying that I'm in their caliber, but I know that I'm can at least be around that sort of thing sure. without feeling out of place, right? That's not my fear. My fear was definitely like I mean, I was terrified today coming over here. Like I I don't mean we we've met and I knew that this would be really fun. But at the same time, like I'm going over to a stranger's house. Yeah. I don't, you know, we haven't hung out. Right. This is really the first like we've I mean, in part we've done this so we could hang out. Right. Like it's the new way comedians get to know Absolutely. each other. Right? Absolutely. And I like that. Yes. Like I do too. Thing. I do like too. It's, like, yeah. it's so much easier right? than small talk at a club but or also, a show. We couldn't just say, you know what? Um I'm I mean, I'm sure that we could, but it's much easier for me to say to you, Hey, let's record a podcast than me saying, Hey, I'm gonna bring over a six pack. And we're like, we'll have a smoke, we'll drink some beers, right. we'll talk shit for like an hour or yeah, two, yeah. and we'll get to know each other. That would feel a bit weird if I pitched it that way. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Right? right. <laughs> but in our world, <laughs> why don't we just turn a microphone on? Uh, All right, that's fine. we should get to hear that yeah. as well, right? <laughs> why deprive all these people that would absolutely want to hear what we have to fucking talk about? <laughs> so, you know, so that's been the thing that's been biggest for me to overcome is... I, part of the reason I chose where I'm living now is that it's walking distance to a lot of the gigs that I enjoy watching. And I know that if I'm not walking distance to the places that I enjoy watching, I won't go out and see things. I won't go out and hang out. These are the things that I have to force, like, you know, not force myself, but like, be like, okay. Give yourself a kick in the ass to go do, right. Go out. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to, pop down to Largo and see the All Things Comedy Show even when I'm not on. Right, yeah, see yeah. See people, you know, right. like, be part of the vibe of it. You know, I think it's going to be a fun thing. I want to do that. But I'm the sort of person that'd be like, you know, if I let myself start to think about it, you know, I'm like, oh, but who's going to be there that I know? Right. Like there might be some time where I just have to like hang out by myself and then I have to like blah, blah, blah. I've just had to like genuinely just address that as going, you know what? This is part of your personality that you can either let overtake you or you can just find some fucking way to to deal with, you know, this and just I understand that. I, I feel the same way a lot because I you know, one of the things I should get better at is going out and just, you know, hanging out and meeting people. It's but hard though. but I'm I have no beef with anyone. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm sure there are people that dislike me, just numbers 
would say there I mean, probably are. If you've ever said anything, <laughs> you're right about that. I mean, if there wasn't, right. if you're it wasn't right. at the start of this podcast, <laughs> there definitely are now. There is already legions, and I feel like this has gone fabulously. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like this could not have gone better. To be honest, you're right. People still, still hate you. There's still at least one person <laughs> yeah. who started this podcast with no opinion of you, <laughs> and, and they now and dislike you. Turned it off a quarter <laughs> of the way in, hating me. Yeah, They're not even hearing this bit. That is about them. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, I am the same way. I, I, I really enjoy everyone. I, but I want. I need to get out of my box where I will walk up to people and tell them that. And I just, you know, I'm comfortable not doing that. You know, I, I really liked what you said, and I genuinely mean it. But then the art of small talk, which sometimes I'm good at, and sometimes I'm not so fucking good at, is. That's really it. I feel you on that. Anywhere you are, I, it, I feel you on but that. But it was it was like what you were saying about that the job is much more than it was, I, I was really fascinated recently. There's been a bit of because of the changing uh, nature of the media, um, a, a lot of writers uh, are being asked to like work for less or like you know work for exposure and those sort of things on you know websites and new sort of things. And there's been a bit of a backlash, particularly in Australia, from writers going, you know, you should always get paid for your work. And while I definitely in one camp, like I actually 100% endorse the ideal that a creative person's work is their work and it takes a lot of work to do, like, you know, of course you should get rewarded for that. Sure. That's how it should work. My biggest argument is that no one puts a premium on the creative itself. They put the premium on the execution, whether you're typing or handwriting or shooting or whatever, because to them, in their mind, that's, quote, work. Right. While Meanwhile, the, the... conceptualizing and the you know all of that is the biggest most important part there is nothing to execute without the idea you know henry ford can tell you all day fucking about a car but if you don't have people to get that model t out there it doesn't exist so my yeah my biggest my biggest complaint is the the creative is 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 work right. it's and just it's always, as hard it's the thing that and it's the thing that gets added last it's like yes. oh we don't have money for the music or we don't right. have money for the blah 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 yep. well then you don't have the like, then you don't have the money you don't have the money right this is actually a, like a and I get all that but at the same time I also work in a world where we do so many things for free and always do like I mean the first two years of my career were for free like. You can't, yeah, think of, right. you can't think of a lot of other careers like where you say this, like to a lawyer or whatever. Like this is my career. Right, this is how yeah. I've bought my house and like you know, like all, you know, traveled the world and whatever. This is my job. You're this right. is the only thing that I've ever done with my life. And I can't talk to one of my mates who was a doctor. Was like, oh, did you do the first two years for free? Do you still do a lot of free? <laughs> did work? fourteen did open like, heart surgeries for free? Right. Yeah, no, you didn't well, do you, that. You're like, no, <laughs> you didn't do that. And. The other thing is that what you were saying before is that you learn how to be a radio producer. You learn how to be a, like whatever. Like you have to learn all these skills. And so sometimes I do think that people are like, oh, well, it's just, you know, like they don't value all the things that you need to know how to do to, to make it work. So this is where we value it. Well done. Good. We've gone right back to this, which is plugs. People can listen to your podcast, The Crab Feast, but what, where else can they find you? Uh, go to thecrabfeast.com for any and all cra- things Crab Feast related. Uh, I am Ryan Sickler on Twitter. That's R-Y-A-N-S-I-C-K-L-E-R, ryansickler.com. Same thing on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we release our Crab Feast episodes, we say, every Tuesday. So every, Are you on Tuesday as well? 
Uh, we are on whatever day I put it out. I got you. I've, so, no, I'm like, I'm again, and I'm big on, the, I'm sure that there's people listening to this and they can give me feedback, but as they know, I enjoy hearing the feedback, but then I ignore it and do what I want. Uh, <laughs> is that, as you should. Right? Yeah. Uh, my thing is that, it, like, for example, like your episode, we have like, I have that sort of thing of going, I could have kept it away. I've got a Dave Anthony one to go out on Christmas. But I like I like this. I like that we we recorded it like a day and a half before it all go up. People can hear it when it happened. And you know what? You can listen to it whenever you want. Like yes. if you want to listen to one a week, if you right. want to listen to one on a Tuesday night at the gym, right. guess what? When you're traveling, whatever, it'll be there. Week on a Tuesday night at the yep. gym that you can listen to. That's right. Right. And you can curate your own world and you can listen to what you want to do. So I just put it out when I feel like putting it out and when I can. I love it. So uh, gigs, can they find you somewhere? Can people, because people listen all over the world if people. If you yeah, know. right now I am setting up dates for uh, 2014. So, and, and I do have some coming up. Just go to ryansickler.com. All okay, dates good. will be there. And um, check out the Crab Feast with uh, who, who uh, I do with Jay Larson as well, Jay Larson Comedy on Twitter. And uh, I should mention, because this will probably, you know, is that uh, hopefully I'm doing uh, your first episode. If we can make the, that, that's work. the plan. But we would so, love to have you on the Crab Feast so to kick off 2014. So look out for that. That's so absolutely right. If you want a, a good one to listen to first, you can listen to me on that. Easy way in. 100%. <laughs> Let's walk before we can fist. Yeah. Well. That's, what we're, that's, <laughs> yes. that's what we're saying. <laughs> Uh, all my dates are at willanderson.com.au. Uh, I've got a bunch in like LA. I'm doing San Francisco Sketchfest. I've got a bunch of gigs at San Francisco Sketchfest, so just check the schedule. I'm there on the 7th, 8th, and 9th. I'm back in Santa Barbara. I've got some LA stuff. Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney are all on sale. Um, Sydney's selling really well, so if you're listening in Sydney, you might want to get in quick on that one. But uh, hit us up on the Facebook page, Tofop Quotes on Tumblr and and Twitter, and you know, I hope you've had a great uh, American birth, American birthday, American Christmas day. <laughs>